What's up, guys? This is Andy from the Football Card Quest, and you're watching the Sports Card Strategy Show on the NoOffSeason.com Sports Card Network. Be sure to check out FootballCardQuest.com for in-depth football card research and selling tips, because we all know there is no off-season. Welcome to the Sports Card Strategy Show, brought to you by NoOffSeason.com, where you can get unlimited personalized advice to build your sports card investment portfolio. Get a free 30-day trial now at NoOffSeason.com. You won't be sorry. Our show today is brought to you by Grabo Sports Cards. They're a local hobby shop owned by Gray Burnett, Ryan Fitz, and Duke Denny One-Time Dotson, and are located in the Arts District of Richmond, Virginia. Grabo Sports, the best selection of raw and graded singles in the Mid-Atlantic, and a wide variety of wax. Listeners of the Sports Card Strategy can receive a 10% discount on any purchase at graybos.co by entering the code STRATEGY2023. Graybos also now breaks on whatnot and or drip five nights a week, including baseball, basketball, football, and even wrestling breaks. Use the link in their Instagram bio at graybos underscore cards to get a $15 credit after your first purchase on drip. Follow all of Graybos news and updates on Instagram at graybos underscore cards. Don't forget that all the data that we use on the Sports Card Strategy Show comes from MarketMoversApp.com. Get 20% off MarketMoversApp.com today by using the promo code NOOFFSEASON. That's after a 14-day free trial. Use the promo code NOOFFSEASON at MarketMoversApp.com today. All right, it's time for some Sports Card Strategy. Here are your hosts, Paul Hickey, Kendall the Lefty McKee, and the Dr. Crack, Chad Gill. What's up? What's up, everybody? I'm Paul. Let's Hickey. go, Connor. What's up? I'm Paul Hickey. I'm got Lefty and Connor with me, and Doctor Crack Chad Gill will will be here momentarily. What's up, fellas? How you doing? I'm good, dude. That uh, the the ad read by uh, by Andy was just like whoa, <laughs> just, just caught me off guard. It was like immediately he was lit in the in my headphones. When is Andy Kaysen not on point? I mean, he is always on point. Footballcardquest.com, bringing you the great football card and fantasy football information over at the Quest, part of the NoOffSeason.com sports card network. And Connor's in the house doing reading the intro these days. So good work out of Connor Barnett. He's our head of content here at NoOffSeason.com. And he's going to be more of a fixture on the sports card strategy show Connor is getting into flipping cards like many of you. He's uh, re-entering the hobby. So we're going to hear from him throughout the show and uh, throughout the uh, the future episodes on how things are going for him. He's going to be representing the faction of all of you who are trying to figure out what the hell's going on after having not been in the hobby since you were probably uh, much younger. So, um, All right, a little live chat love here. We got uh, Chad Gill in the house. He's rescuing his son whose car broke down, and he's going to be joining the show as a co-host momentarily, but he's still commenting on YouTube, just the multitasker that he is. David Killett, good morning. Brian Steeler, 714 to the brothers, sisters, and duders. Southern soccer idiot lefty, we'll let you comment on this here in a second, but he says Mohamed Salah, 2, Everton, 0. Janelle Shu in the house. Craig's Cards, 11. Mark Draczynski, Evan Bell, Evan Bell, uh, Connor and I played in a golf outing uh, this past weekend, and we, we thought of you and 
and Duke from Graybos, the golfers in the in the house. Shoes is in the house. Shane Graham, Adrian O, Randy Ferguson, Rusty Immigart, Card Snatcher, True Rarities. That's a new name. Hello, good morning. It is Monday, October twenty third. Everybody, we got a lot to talk about today because we're in the middle of football season. We got the this is the the week that the NBA tips off finally for real and uh, crazy old guys in the house too. So if you're not able to join us on the live chat, please drop a comment below at youtube.com slash Paul Hickey. When you're watching the video, if you have any L's, W's, buys, sells, questions, drop them in the live chat, drop them in a comment below. Hit me up on Instagram at sports card strategy. If you want me to reply and, uh, help you out. We'd love to help you out. And of course, guys, if you want to get your questions answered for real, for real, definitely get that free 30-day trial at nooffseason.com that Connor was talking about in the intro because we're going to answer all your questions, unlimited questions at nooffseason.com on the Overflow Show. So definitely do that. All right, so I'm going to get into my L of the Week for a little bit of context here, guys. For those of you who haven't been with us for the for the last couple of years. We're we're going into our third year of the sports card strategy show. Hopefully we're getting better. We're trying to get better. But Lefty and I, um, I would say for the first probably 10 months we did the show together, like all my L's were just all massive card L's because I was just trying to figure out what the heck was going on. So the content was around like how I was learning the mistakes I was making, how to avoid the mistakes I was making. And now I will say, going into like basically in year three, going into year four of actually flipping cards, I don't have many card L's. And I'm not trying to brag, but it's just that's how it should be, right? Because you should be getting better at your craft. You should be having less L's, more W's. So my L, again, is not a card L. And I could talk about different things, but I, I should probably say that you all know that I'm, you know, most of you know that I'm a Michigan State fan, and I should probably acknowledge the fact that we just got absolutely slaughtered. We are having the worst football season, the worst year, calendar year, 365 days of football that you could possibly imagine for Michigan State. And we lost to Michigan 49 to nothing. And there was also like this big faux pas on the scoreboard that I don't even really want to talk about because it's just disgusting. And we're just going to leave it as is. My L of the week is just the fact that my Michigan State Spartans can't do anything. Now, I will say, Max and I are going to go to the shoe in two weeks and watch Marvin Harrison Jr. probably just crap all over the Spartans live and in person. And I'm going to talk more about Marvin Harrison Jr. on this show. But that's my L of the week. Lefty. Michigan State, man. Remember Toa? Where's Toa? Toa's like my... God, my man, that guy hasn't been around in a while. We need to Toa, figure out where Toa's out there, Yeah, we would love... Toa's a Sparty. He sent me a Brian Hoyer autograph card as a Brian thank you. Hoyer. There's some other Sparties <laughs> in the audience. Sparties, where are you at? Show us some love. Like, what are we going to do here with this football program? We do have basketball season coming up. So we are we are ranked in the top five in basketball. Hopefully there'll be some... Some non-card related W's that we can talk about with Sparty Hoops this year. But we got to get Toa back in here, right, Lefty? Yeah, absolutely. That's an L of the week for me. No Toa. No. <laughs> it's <laughs> I a, know. Um, my L's of the week, I'll jump in here, is um, 
I'm going to get to a Panini experience in a second, and Chad's not here to help me get riled up, so so uh, maybe <laughs> maybe when he comes on, he'll just add to my displeasure. But I think an L of the week for me is, um, what is Caleb Williams doing? <laughs> what is Caleb Williams doing at USC? I think you can't win the Heisman if you're not stacking wins, baby. And I have... So I have a lot of cards riding on you winning the Heisman, brother. And so, uh, I, you know, when we look at that, I'm just like, nah, that's that's not my not his best work, my friend. And I'm just bummed at the way that it's that it's uh, played out over the season. I thought USC would go undefeated, potentially end up in the college football playoff, which I guess is still out there. But man, losing again this week, just tough. But then if you look at this 90 day chart. Uh, sorry, Connor, uh, if you could pull it over to the right somehow. If you look at this 90-day chart, his cards are still up 5.8%. Like, yeah. it's still up and to the right, and the guy is not playing well. And so I expect there to be some sort of drop here. So I guess I don't know if I'm saying he's a sell. I'm just saying the chart is not doing what I think it's going to do because it's just an L of the week for me to be able to look at uh, what was going on um, with Caleb Williams and not just be surprised that his cards aren't just plummeting. So I don't know. Maybe you have a, a take there. So, Yeah, I'll jump in with a take, actually. I'm glad you brought this up because as I was watching the USC-Utah game, I was thinking, oh, boy, the audience and, and may maybe some other people are going to be wanting to talk about Caleb Williams on Monday. I just want to reiterate, he is a sell at the NFL draft. Like the, the the play the entire time was to sell him at the NFL draft. I'm not saying it's good that he's that he's kind of playing like poopy right now, but poopy. I will say, nice <laughs> like nice the, reference. The Jamie Tart poopy. Um, I think that that he is, you know, and and I think it was uh, yeah Janelle Shu in in the live chat saying his prices aren't exactly dropping, but. Uh, and you're saying his prices aren't exactly dropping. That's what I'm thinking because I started. That's the first thing I did, Lefty, when I started playing, started watching the game. Is like I'm like, oh no, this isn't going his way. May not win the Heisman. That could be bad. But then I'm like, wait a minute, his prices are not dropping. There's enough hype around this guy. He is still supposed to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, and I have always maintained that that is the selling point. Now, if you do want to sell because his prices are still up on his bigger cards, that's fine. I mean, if you're like, I will never, and Lefty, I know you're this way too. We talk about this all the time. We will never fault you for getting profit. Like if you're up on your yeah, Caleb Williams absolutely. cards and you're worried about him, go ahead and sell now. That's fine because he, his cards are not down. But I'm still waiting until, I, I mean, I know I'm not Mr. Patience, but guys, I still have all my Caleb Williamses. I'm, I'm still... I'm still planning on April, the the hype run up to the NFL draft. I've got a lava refractor out of 199 auto that got a PSA 10. I think I'm like $220 into that card. That's a thousand dollar card right now. I think I'm waiting until the NFL draft, baby. I mean, I've got a couple other auto PSA 10s uh, and some base PSA 10s. So I don't, I have like five Caleb Williams cards, but most of them are big. So I'm waiting, people. I'm waiting. And actually, to your point, Lefty. The first thing I did again was during that game, like, oh crap, I'm gonna go buy more because he's playing like crap. Mm -hmm. Nope, not gonna buy more. His prices aren't down. So I'm just riding it out. 
but that's my take on Caleb. So yeah, just also to be transparent on where my card portfolio is, I was looking to buy more too. So I was like, oh man, I hope he drops and dips here because I think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. I mean, it. it I compare him a lot uh, in my head. I don't know like football that well, but in my head, he's very similar to Hertz, and maybe that's just because of the Oklahoma stuff that that he used to play and all that kind of stuff. Maybe I'm just comparing them like because of their former coaches but i'm just saying like i could see him coming into the nfl and having just a wild college career of transfers and all that kind of stuff and then he gets to the nfl and he's just mr consistent you know like i'm hoping that is the case um and so anyway my other l of the week is um i'm gonna steal one of yours and then i'm gonna bring dr chad here in a second for us to get hyped together but one of yours is here all right let's go one of his, one of yours was Neymar tearing his ACL. That's yeah. terrible. Um, you just never like to have injuries, especially for a guy who's the guy um, or who was a prince that never became a king. Um, that's what's a common reference for Neymar is like prince that never became a king. And uh, it's just tough to see a guy, especially on the national stage, go down with an injury like that. But Dr. Crack, we've saved this for you. Because yeah. we, we need to be united on one front on this. What the is, freaking heck is going on with Panini Instant? What are they oh my, doing? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. I am out on Panini Instant. I am so fed up with them. I They can take their cards and shove it as far as I'm concerned. So I got the 25 Wembys, right? Come in, the top loaders with scotch tape. Are you freaking kidding me? I mean... The, the first day of our school is going to be don't use scotch tape. For God's sakes, use painter's tape. My God, this is unbelievable. I mean, they who, do they have a kindergartner running this place? It's no Maybe, wonder dude. they can't win a lawsuit and can't do anything right. Oh, they got freaking go. kids. I mean, come on. Get something right, Panini. Let's go. Come on, crack. Let's go. I... I think you might actually be right. Like, I don't know if anyone's left working at Panini right now. I think they well, all went to Fanatics. They so got their six-year-old children stuffing cards. I the, the president said, hey, I've got a couple of kids. Because I'm the president, hey, kids, grab these cards off the press, stick them in top loaders, and tape them with scotch tape. Let's send them out to these people that don't know any better and keep paying us money for this crap that we're trying to sell. Coming in hot, coming in hot. Dr. Crack hates not only the scotch tape crack, but you hate the fact that people are even touching these cards, right? I mean, you got tops now just shoots these things right into a plastic case. I don't even think humans touch them, but I, so, but talk about why that's important real quick. Well, so for my, for my 10 arch Manning cards. Okay. I sent five to SGC. As everybody knows, I got one, nine, three, nine, fives and a, and a 10. The five that I sent to PSA, thank God I had already gotten the, the results back from SGC before I sent those five. So I actually took the time to look those five over. Those five were full of fingerprints, and they did not look like adult fingerprints. They really did not. I should have taken a picture. It was terrible. I mean, fingerprints, smudges. The one had scratch marks. The the one had a dinged corner because they were trying to put it in the in the one touch sleeve. I mean, just don't touch the damn cards and send them like tops does. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking at, at Panini, but that that's gotta be like right up there with one of the biggest card fails ever. 
It's like tops putting three one-on-ones out there. I mean, come on. You also haven't even touched on the fact that, I mean, we had like friends of the show, Jeff Ulrich text us about this. We had, um, crack. You mentioned it, I think in our text string or lefty, one of you guys did. And, uh, 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 Koonsman sounds like Kunzman Derek in, in the chat here saying three of his 10 instant Wemby's are grade worthy, but they also had, they were all numbered one out of 16,000 something. So every single card was one out of 16,000 crack. Talk about why that's wrong real quick. Well, because it can be very easily reproduced. Now you don't know when they make if, if so Wemby goes on to be the greatest thing ever, right? He's the, he replaces LeBron and Michael Jordan as the GOAT 25 years from now. And just like Jordan reprints, the 1986 Fleer reprints, there's going to be Panini instant reprints. And there's no way to even tell with the serial number if it's a reprint or not. I mean, is there 17,000? Is there 177,000? It says one of whatever. It, I mean, give me a break, Panini. Uh, so... They, they tried to do the right thing by telling us the print run. Take your print run and shove it, man. Give me a serial numbered card. This this card is, I sent all of them in, okay? I sent them all into PSA. However, out of the 25, if I was doing, I sent them in just simply because I want to get the bad grades back. I've already sent off seven different emails to Panini. I've gotten zero responses. Zero yeah, because kids. But I've told them. To I said email. I'm sending these all into PSA. I'm sending them all in so you can just see how awful your company really is. I'll bet you I don't get five tens out of twenty five cards. It's ridiculous, but I'm doing it. I'm going to lose money on this just so I have good content to email Panini and tell them how awful they are. I think I'm going to get at least three sevens, three. So these were, these were 20, I, I bought 25 cards. There were multiple options. I bought 25 cards for a hundred dollars. I paid $109 total for 25 cards. Is that what you guys did also? I did yes. a 20 card. 20 card. Okay. So I sent all of mine into PSA. I, they arrived at my house Thursday. I sent them all in along with a couple other singles that I'll talk about later in the show. On Friday, I just said, screw it. They're, go they're all going in. I didn't even open. I saw the scotch tape bandit. I saw the rubber band. Honestly, Scratch I was that. happy. I did, I did 25, actually. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was happy that they came that way because I knew crack was going to come in hot on the show like he just did. So I was actually pumped because I knew crack was going to be pissed. And I knew Lefty was, too. And Lefty. I mean, props to you for letting Chad rant there because that was amazing. The audience, the audience is is pumped about Chad's rant. People are turning down their volume. Brian Steeler seven one four and Joey says uh, there's Cheetos dust all over the cards. Uh, could be Chad. We're gonna be excited to hear what grades you get. What'll be interesting though is Wemby's so hot, those sevens could still sell. You might still profit off of those. You don't know. I think strategically, the L of the week for me was I was going to grade all of them. Yeah. And, it's the same, and the same thing goes for the Arch Manning cards that we got. You know, like this is the exact same issue that we have with the Arch Manning cards. Another L for me is personally, I did not realize they were going to be paper. I thought they were going to be a chrome. Yeah. Um, and so that was another L for me. Um, probably probably better, though, because they won't have the dimples and crap on it that, that the Arch Manning cards have. 
but uh but when i go to look at these victor Wimanyamas, i think i might sell half of them raw i think i might sell half of them raw just because of the the wednesday night game that's coming up uh so strategically for our audience if you guys did this what my play is is i'm gonna go through after this show today i'm gonna take a microscope and the little thing that that we told you guys to to get I'm going to take a microscope and a centering tool, look at all the rest of my Wimbanyamas like I did my Arch Mannings, and then submit both of the good ones together uh, for my Panini Instant submission. And then the other half of whatever I'm going to do, um, I'm just going to sell them on eBay. I'm just going to sell them before this game. And there's potential. I know this is uh, me and Turner were talking about this last night. There's a long shot potential. Arch Manning gets reps this Saturday. I know that's crazy. I was I was looking at buying more Arch Manning cards. Um, there's like a PSA 10 uh, orange burnt cra- burnt orange cracked ice out of 49 auto PSA 10 that I was gonna I was gonna try and go all in on. It ended up selling I think for around fourteen hundred dollars, and I was thinking that could be a quick a quicker flip because he might start playing. To your point, with Quinn Ewers going down. Um, so we'll see. That'll be interesting. I mean, like, like we said about Caleb Williams, Arch to me, the play and lefty good, good point on the Wemby. So I think sports card strategy here for everybody. We want you to buy a card with a play in mind, and we want you to do as best as you possibly can to execute that play all the way through. Do you have to maybe, uh, call an audible at the line of scrimmage from time to time? Absolutely. Like lefty's talking about selling half raw really pumped about that to see how that goes so like if you have a bunch of caleb williams's is it okay to sell now because you're profiting already yes i bought a marvin harrison jr uh super glow card and i was gonna hold it and then when i saw the bowman chrome first were coming out i sold it and i made a profit so you definitely have to be able to adjust your your strategy on the fly in order to still profit so good on lefty for that Good on you in the audience if you're going to do different things with Caleb Williams or Arch Manning. But for me, I'm still planning on holding Caleb Williams, holding Arch Manning. I'm holding Caleb until the NFL draft. I'm holding Arch until next season when hopefully he enters the season as the clear-cut starter for Texas and there's more hype around that. We'll see what happens. And with Wemby, I'm I'm executing the same strategy, which was just grade them all. Just grade them all. And, uh, you know, more to come on on the Wemby strategy here. But uh, Ron Blankenship in the house. Good to see you. More live chat love. We're going to get to Connor here in a second with uh, with the live chat L's and W's because we've got a lot of good ones coming in hot. But uh, but we heard we heard Chad's uh, L. We heard Lefty's L. It's still the ball is still in Dr. Crack's court for his W. So, Dr. Crack, why don't you take it away for your W of the week? Uh, my W of the week was uh, my local card shop had a trade night. They do it once, one night a month. Uh, I always try and go and support it, uh, wear my my sports card strategy show T-shirt and get try and get some people signed up for it. Um, and my local card shop, I couldn't believe it. I guess this could be an L of the week as well. My local card shop guy did not know I was a Nolan Ryan uh, super collector. Um, and I walk into his shop and Rangers. one of the first things he, one of the first things he has in his card shop is this beautifully framed, uh, postcard, uh, autographed by Nolan Ryan with a picture of him signing it and the certificate and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, Brandon, is, did you save that for me? Did you have it right in the front of the store? Cause you knew I was coming. And he's like, 
what are you talking about? I said, Nolan Ryan. He's like, I had no idea you were a Nolan Ryan fan. I'm like, okay, here's my case of cards. Take what you want. I got to go home with this thing. Um, so he he took a an SGC 9-5 Arch Manning, and he took a PSA 9 um, Tyrese Maxey. So he didn't even, like, steal some of the good stuff, which he could have. Um, and I ended up going home with an autographed uh, Nolan Ryan memorabilia, so I was pumped about that. That's sick. Let yeah. me transition to my awesome. W of the week, since we are already on Nolan Ryan. Game 7, Rangers-Astros. Good golly, this series deserves seven games. And this is not card-related, but this is Lefty McKee-related. Obviously, Dr. Crack is a Nolan Ryan superfan, and I uh, love Nolan Ryan as well. But I am a Texas Rangers superfan. There is not very many people that like Texas Rangers more than I do. I got this, uh, my whole bedroom pretty much. Uh, well, this is our spare bedroom, but our whole this whole bedroom is basically decorated in the Texas Rangers gear. And I couldn't be more excited than going into game seven tonight. Max Scherzer on the mound, the wild man himself. I believe he's going to have just one hell of an outing. I think he will leave his shoulder on the mound to win this game. He, uh, I'm just so excited tonight. Uh, the, last night, Adolis Garcia hitting the a grand slam after Abreu plunking him like a little baby girl in game six or game five. What? Come on. Like, Astros, no one is excited about you anymore. Move the hell on. It's time for you to decrease in value so that we can increase in value properly. Everyone needs a villain. Every hero needs a villain, and we have the Astros. But I'm ready for us to ride off into the World Series sunset and play Bryce Harper over the next seven games. And I just, man, I'm ready for it, guys. I'm ready for it. Go Rangers. Obviously, I have a lot of Rangers cards. None of them are for sale. Kick rocks. <laughs> I'm pumped for you, Lefty. We're all pumped for you. Go Rangers. It's not often that our baseball teams make it this far. As a Detroit Tiger fan, it's been a while for me. And uh, as a Detroit Tiger fan, Max Scherzer pitching for you just absolutely irks me. It's like the John Smoltz curse when we traded him to the Braves. Uh, for like well, Ver Verlander's on the other side. Does that also irk you? Yes, yes. I mean, you, so the list goes on and on when you're a Tigers fan. I mean, you've got jd martinez you've got verlander you've got i mean you've got scherzer you've got all it's ridiculous it's ridiculous it, it's it all to me it all goes back to trading away john smoltz for like doyle alexander and a pile of crap yeah, and then you, you know and for, from there you just nobody talks about the curse of the tigers the curse of the tigers is where whoever leaves the tigers essentially still has like 10 years left on their career and then, and then they become a Hall of Famer, or they were they were a Hall of Famer already, and then we and then we trade them or let them go. Anyway, it's ridiculous, but I'm happy for you, Lefty. Thanks, um, man. I, I forgot about one other thing. Yeah, this is card related, and I know you're going to go into this deeper detail as well. So it's going to be a uh, transitional moment here. But blonde haired Geo scoring two goals for. Uh, for the United States men's national team, and then coming back to Dortmund and playing incredible. This guy's ready, and he's due for an absolutely immaculate season. He's going to destroy 
opposition this year. And I believe that Gio Reyna at 20 years old is going to be a catalyst for this United States men's national team going forward. And here's a little prediction, I think. Gio Reyna is going to be one of the top sold players in uh, this summer's transfer window. And I believe that he is going to make serious money and everybody is going to be left wondering what happened in the 2022 World Cup when Gio Reyna did not get to play. What would it have been like had Gio Reyna had a better attitude or however you're going to call it out? You know, I, I actually side with, I'm sure that the 19-year-old actually did have a poo-poo attitude. But, uh, you know, his family drama and all that, who cares? Gio Reyna to the moon. I think uh, we get, we're going to have an, op- an awesome opportunity to sell now and in the summer. It's great to see Gio Reyna. I did have that in my show notes. I did mention it on Thursday's show and tell just briefly because I, because it's like if you've had Gio Reyna cards for a long time, there have been no moments. There has been like zero glimmers of hope until he scored a couple of goals against Ghana last week. And that's big. And that's big. And I wanted to get your take on that. So I hear where you're coming from. I mean, if you've listened to Lefty and I for the last couple of years, you've heard the name Gio Reyna a lot. And we haven't talked about him recently because there's just been nothing to talk about. And except in the World Cup to Lefty's point, he did, he was benched for his attitude. So now we're looking at a situation where he's on the rise. If you've been holding Reyna, you got to take a look at what you put in. You got to take a look at, are you, are you now above water with that? Is it a good time to get out and put some money into other things? I wouldn't fault you if you wanted to sell Gio Reyna because now people are looking at him. And But also to Lefty's point, I wouldn't fault you if you wanted to buy in or hold Reyna because uh, if he does continue to play like this, I mean, credit to Lefty. like He's known Reyna has had this in him for a long time. And so now we're starting to see it. Sometimes we're too early. Like, like Lefty and I, we really like to get in I mean, Chad does it too with like Simone Fontecchio. Like we're still, we're hoping that that works out at some point. But like, we like to get in super early on guys and sometimes we're way too early. I think we were probably way too early on Reyna to talk about him. Um, but now he's now he's playing well. And so it's time to either go back to the well or get out while you can if you've had money tied up in him. So I think it's an opportunity either way. Tim Larson in the house from Signs of the Times Collectibles. What's up, Tim Larson? Good to see you. Tim was the man who let us into his booth at the 2023 National. We did some big things there with Tim. And uh, speaking of that, before Love I... Love Tim. Best Uber driver I've ever had. Best Uber driver, like caterer. I mean, he like he's like a personal assistant. I mean, what a, what a guy. What that's a guy. That's some awesome Max Verstappen stuff. Yep. I'm sure that's going to pay off nicely. So if you want to be our next Uber driver at the Cleveland National, email me at paul at nooffseason.com. <laughs> we will infiltrate your booth. We will hopefully bring people in and not, not leave it too messy. We won't pay for anything. Don't worry about that. But we will bring people <laughs> into your booth. You can buy us breakfast. You can pick us up at our hotel, bring us to the event, just like Tim, get us in early, give us all your VIP passes and everything. If you want to be the next Tim Larson, email me at paul at nooffseason.com. That would be a win of the week for you. Just trust me on that. My win of the week, guys, uh, I'm holding a box of 2023 Bowman Chrome U football. This release is hot. This release breaks the pattern of when we say don't buy into a new release. Uh, It doesn't happen often, but 
It's happening with this release. I'm going to get into it more in, into my buys of the week segment. But the reason I was holding up that box is because Lefty and I are going to be on Whatnot on Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time for the debut of Victor Wembenyama. We're going to infiltrate and disrupt Whatnot. We're going to sell singles only. It's singles only, but with those singles... We're going to be giving away some of those hobby packs as giveaways. We're going to give away some nooffseason.com premium packs as well. So definitely do a couple different things. If you're already on Whatnot, follow us there. We're no offseason. You can go to nooffseason.com slash whatnot for a quick link to just follow us on Whatnot. If you're not on Whatnot, get your asses in there, everybody, and do it this way. Go to whatnot.sportscardstrategy.com. That link will give you $15 off your first purchase and it'll give us some money to keep this business floating. So we would love it if you do that. That's my win of the week. My eBay auctions are getting quite a bit of action, but I'm not going to spend too much time talking about that today. Hopefully that'll be some wins of the week next week. So Connor Barnett, our head of content at nooffseason.com is in the house. We're going to be seeing Connor more because lefty loves the way that he looks. We're going to be hearing from Connor. more. <laughs> And Connor's going to be more of a fixture on this show and throughout the network. One. So, uh, Connor, you can bring in our audience L's and W's right now, or you can talk about any L's and W's that you've had. It's it's your segment right now, man. Take it away. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, before we hop into the audience L's and W's, uh, I want to say the energy that everyone's bringing to the show this morning is fantastic, especially with Dr. Crack coming in, just lighting them up. Um I do have a W of the week, and I was like Paul mentioned, we had we were able to play in a golf scramble uh, this Saturday, and while I was spraying it all over the place, Paul Hickey might be the most deadly driver of the golf ball I've ever seen in my life. Wow! Um, I think he hit twelve of fourteen fairways, and it's either a two yard cut or a two yard draw from anywhere on the course, whatever shape you need. Uh, so it was awesome watching Paul put on a clinic. Um, had some fun. Unfortunately, the team came in and decided to say they shot forty nine, which obviously they didn't. Uh, but it was good. I had a good time with Paul um, and me and Paul beginning together this week uh, to kind of go through my childhood collection. Uh, so excited to throw some content together from that um, and get my trajectory trending upwards for sports card flipping. Come on, Connor. Uh, but yeah, let's hop right into the audience L's and W's. Shane Graham, L of the week, having four of their 10 Wimbenyama, Wimbenyama Panini instance being gradable. Uh, small W does look like the raw ones are going for about 15 bucks on eBay, so there should st should still be a small profit. Joe Nelms, L is greed. A Jackson Holiday Bowman Chrome First Auto BGS 10 was on eBay for $335. Instead of taking the deal, they put in an offer for $300 and got it swiped from them. Wait, oh, wait, 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 pause. I'm so sorry. Pause real quick. Hold on a second. Really? A, a Jackson Holiday Joe. Joe, a Jackson Holiday Bowman Chrome First Auto BGS 10 for $300? Lefty, is that could that be actually real? There's no way that's real. There's no way that's real. $150 or $170 lower than No, no way a BGS 1010? That's a minimum $3,500 card. Minimum, I would say, in a BGS 10. Um, I mean that card that that card in a BGS nine five just went for like seventeen hundred. Joe says, <laughs> Joe, okay, Joe's saying yeah, like it's okay, all right, Joe. Well, that's a huge L, brother. That's a huge L because that's literally even 
that Joe, sorry, Connor, Joe, I just want to emphasize that because that doesn't happen. So like that is like a thousand. That's like someone handing you a thousand dollars through the internet for free. Okay. Sorry, Connor, back to you. Sorry, Joe. We love you. We love you. There'll be more. Hopefully we'll help you with more. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, oh, my shoes. W of the week. Fall ball team made the regional tournament. Love it. Shoes. Mike Drazinski. W of the week was able to see the Graybo's booth. I believe it's pronounced Chantilly, Virginia. Uh, good stuff there, Mark. Love That's that awesome. you guys got to get together. That's sweet. Joey, big L. Corbin killing his listings. Ron Blankenship. W of the week. Bought a 2023 Bowman University at the Chantilly show. Uh, for their kid to open, ended up pulling a Dorian Singer one of one super fractor. For those who wow. don't know who Dorian Singer is, a uh, wide receiver for USC. Uh, Fly Heat cards. Uh, sorry, I'm going to skip over that one for now. We'll get to it during the QA. Brian Steeler, L of the week. PSA sent his grades. All three of his Evan Carter, Carter's gymmed, uh, but he won't get them back for a couple of weeks. Um, That's okay. There will be more selling opportunities there. Justin Stewart, W of the week, bought top series two and pulled an Otani super short print, uh, submitted their first PSA submission and came back at 10. Congrats, Justin Stewart. Uh, that's going to do it for me for now, gentlemen. Uh, keep your Q&As coming and we'll get to them at the end of the show, guys. All right. Good work, Connor. Yeah, I'm excited for Con Connor's coming over to the HQ on Friday, this Friday to, uh, to go through his collection. So Connor and I are going to be going through his childhood collection helping him out, helping figure out what to do with them. This is what I, this is what got me into the hobby in 2020. Got me to where I am today, going through my childhood collection and figuring out. And Sonia, shout out to Sonia, who's backstage right now. She, When I was living in Spain, Sonia actually went over to my in-law's house and went through my collection, sleeved them up. And no made way. First, Sonia made my first PSA submission for me while I was That's in Spain. Awesome. Yeah, she's a champ. She's the Come best. On, Sonia. So Sonia knows what's up. She knows what's up with the PSA. She made a PSA submission before I ever did. So shout out to Sonia. She's the best. And Connor, we're going to be doing that with you. So that's cool. Crack, before we get in, before I get into my buys, what were you, you were holding up a Jackson holiday. What was that? What was that you wanted to tell us about that? I just, I just wanted to show Joe that he didn't miss out on, we didn't, he didn't miss out on a thousand dollars. So what that was, if you could see it, my, my camera, I got to get a new camera. My camera's a little fuzzy. I think I've dropped it too many times, taking it home and from back. It's an Android, isn't it? It's an Android. Yeah. No, no, the camera's not. If, if the Android was the Android would be crystal clear. Anyways, nice. this is the card he missed out on. It was a auto uh, BGS auto 10. The card was not graded and it was a in-person autograph on a Bowman Chrome first. So it wasn't Thank a, you. so it, so that's what he missed out on. It was three twenty nine, and, and somebody accepted the offer. Uh, according to uh, 130 point, they, they sold it for three twenty, um, but it was not a factory auto card. So. That so is a huge lesson. And I'm, and, and, and I was wondering when I was, when I was going off on it a minute ago, I was wondering if that could have been the case. So thank you for clarifying that. And this is a good lesson for the audience. If you don't know, we actually talk about this quite a bit, but I think our show just basically spews out as much valuable information as possible in a 90 minute period of time. So it's easy to miss something. What, what what Chad is talking about is like when you go to a minor league baseball game, it's fairly easy to get autographs, even for a guy like Jackson Holiday. 
So you can take just the base Chrome firsts that aren't signed out of the pack and you can get them signed in person fairly easily. And then you and then BGS and, and PSA and other companies will authenticate those autos. So a lot of times what you'll see on eBay when you search for an auto is you'll see an in-person signed auto that wasn't pulled out of the pack, but the listings can be the exact same. They can look the exact same as an actual. You need to make sure on the card that it says that the card on the front says tops certified autographed issue when you're buying those cards. So actually, Joe Nelms, that was a W for you, brother, because you don't want those cards, right, Lefty? I don't think you want those cards at all. Maybe explain to the audience why. Yeah, I, I'm not buying the secondary autos just because there's no, um, there's just so many issues. I don't like that they don't look the same. I don't like that they're not produced the same way. I don't like that they don't hold the same kind of value. There's a couple of mistakes I made early on in my sports card. Um, I did this with the Jared Kellenic card. I thought I'd bought a extremely good deal of a Jared Kellenic auto, and I ended up buying an on-card auto later and actually the card wasn't graded it was just a grade like an auto grade 10 so like i made like three different errors on this one card ended up having to take a huge bath on it and so i just have like the shakes from on-card autos uh or pre i guess what's the right way to call uh, to call it chad i think sometimes they call it like event signed chad what do you uh, call it in-person auto in-person in yeah so like, the in-person autos factors it's just not something I'm passionate about. I think there's so many obtainable autos out there. I think it's really cool to go to to the game like with your son or something and get these guys getting autographs. I think that's sick. Like you could, should still do that. But from an investment standpoint, I'm not interested in going and finding a Jackson Holiday that's an in-person auto. I think I'm going to hold out the other, you know, so for instance, the $300 uh, buy it now, you know, $150 more and you can get a raw uh, yes, a raw base for 450 in that range right now, and so I'm going to put the extra 150 dollars into that, and then potentially look and see if that's grade worthy and putting it out there. So that's what I'm doing, and and that's you just took the words right out of my mouth. Like I was going to say, Joe, and for everyone else out there, avoid the in-person autos for like 300 dollars, and and spend the extra 150 on a 450 dollar raw certified autograph issue pack pulled auto like lefty's saying and then most of them are in pretty good condition to get them graded i would be surprised if you wouldn't get at least a nine i mean maybe you'll get an eight sometimes there's a scratch on it and then maybe you don't want to you don't want to grade it but i think that that's the play and that's what i'm doing so that's actually that's, a great and that's what i'm doing as well cool so that that's actually a good yeah brian steeler 714 like actually this is the other thing I wanted to say. Brian's saying in-person autos are great for your PC. And so like if you want if you if your son or daughter wants wants an auto of a player, you know, using eBay to to buy them if you can't go, if you can't get there in person like Lefty's saying to get an auto, which is obviously the better experience with your with your kid, but or or your loved one, like if you if you or, want or to you. something or you, if you want to get yourself or somebody something um, for Christmas or whatever, Hanukkah, whatever, like birthdays, whatever, do that, do, do that in person auto because it's way cheaper for a PC. But yeah, as an investment, it's just not going to have the upside. You might sell it for what you bought it for, but it's just not, it's not worth it. So, um, okay. Bye. Crack, needs, crack needs a timeout. Timeout. Or, or he's, or he's giving you a technical foul. 
Well, yeah. we could we could do either because we're giving our audience some bad information here. So I, I just have to correct us. We're not wrong, but we have to put a we have to put an age limit or a date on this. The in-person autos are not just PC. In-person autos can be very collectible and very expensive if it, if it did not have the, the only reason that they're becoming less and less popular is because now every card has a factory autographed card. So if you go back 15 years ago or more, they didn't have such, I mean, you go back to the days of the, you know, the Mike Trouts, you find a Mike Trout rookie auto in person, it probably breaks the bank. You go back to a Michael Jordan rookie auto, it breaks the bank. So we just, we just got to make sure we're not confusing our audience. The in-person autographs have less value if there's a factory produced autograph, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's but... Fair. And I'm glad you said that because that is true. And we do need to make that clarification, but it depends on the athlete because magic Johnson's don't really have that much value. He's signed so much, right? So you would have to, we talk about the right card at the right time for the right player. And so that might be Michael Jordan because he didn't sign that much. And then he only signed for upper deck. And if you get a Michael Jordan in-person signed card, I mean, you're right. Or a Mike Trout, like you're saying, but I've went out and got Barry Sanders. I went out and got magic Johnson. Those things, even though Barry Sanders didn't have a pack pulled 1989 score rookie auto and magic Johnson didn't have a tops 1980 pack pulled, uh, rookie auto. If you like for the Barry Sanders one or the 86 Fleer or whatever you want to say, like those guys have signed so much that you would have to have like a 10 10 or you would have, to, I mean, you can't just go get any Barry Sanders event signed rookie auto and have it be and have it and have it increase in value is what I'm trying to say as an investment. Could it, could it be, could it rise over 20 years? Sure. But is it flippable like a, so anyway, Chad's right. Absolutely right. I just want to make the clarification that even to Chad's point, it's not any legend who didn't have a pack pulled rookie auto. It has to be the right one. Would you agree, Chad? Or am yeah, I off on that? Well, no, you're, I mean, you're, you're not wrong, but it, 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 the autos have the value when they get the 10. So you're right. You're right. However, if you get a 10, so I've got over a thousand in-person autographs in my PC. I don't send them in for, uh, for grading because I don't care. Right. I know I got them in person. I, it was the experience of getting the card signed. I know the story behind it. Um, I know that I guarantee they will all be authenticated because I got them right. Um, that's kind of fun to hand down to the kids, but I don't always take like, for example, we recently got uh, a couple of years ago. We recently got a um, Ronald Acuna Jr. autograph in person at a baseball game at a Brewer game. I didn't take his rookie card to get it autographed because I was afraid I was going to bend it in my pocket. So yeah. my autographs aren't on the big dollar rookie cards because I'm afraid I'm going to wreck it at the game in my pocket. So, it, you know, so it. If you could get, if this Jackson Holiday, for example, if this Jackson Holiday that, that Joe missed out on, if that would have graded a BGS 10, autograph 10, 
that card still brings $1,000, even though it's just a, a Chrome, because it's a 1010. The problem that people, or the, the problem that people create is when they get the in-person autos, they don't get the cards graded. You, how often do you yeah. see an in-person auto where the card is graded too? Because they know the card's not going to get a 10. You have to have a 10-10 to have an in-person autograph have any value to it at all. Yeah. Boom, there it is. Oh, his light went off two. twice. That's number two. If you had the over, if you had the over on Chad's light at one and a half and you had the over, you just won. Because that's the second time it went off. And it's only been one recently. So that's but good stuff, Chad. That's actually extremely valuable information for all of us here at uh, nooffseason.com and uh, going into sports card school for sure. For sure. So check out sportscardschool.com because lessons are dropping in the next couple of weeks. I'm pumped about that. Going to be for people re-entering the hobby as beginners, learning what the hell we're talking about. People who are more advanced flippers like our Lonnie Conley's, our Mosaic Joes of the world, advanced flippers. And then also the high rollers. The high rollers, there's going to be stuff in there for you too. And speaking of the high rollers, if you go to nooffseason.com and click on the top auctions ending today, those are curated auctions every day that we look at super early in the morning. And then we say, what are the best auctions ending in the next like 18 hours that we want people to know about? We're going to link to the top 10 of them. And so if you go to that every single day, you will see just some amazing cards that we think you can make money on. Just click on those links, high rollers, and put in your bids, baby, because you'll probably be making some money on those. They're not cheap, though. They're not cheap. So, all right, buying. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing this on the show. I'm gonna start saying who I'm buying, and then just the best buys that I'm seeing based on the data and the pattern recognition. So, first of all, last week in the video I submitted when I was out of town that you guys played, I said I was only gonna buy Jackson Holidays for like the next month. Well, guess what, guys? I started buying other cards. So I'm still, <laughs> buying, I'm still buying Jackson Holidays. But I got a little bit of Chad Gill in me and I started getting excited about other cards and buying other cards. And from that Bowman U 2023 release, I started seeing all these, what I think are actually steals because I think that this, now agree or disagree with me on this guys, but like, I think this breaks the rule. This is the exception to the rule of don't buy singles out of a brand new release because this release Typically, a new release, you're looking at a situation where there's going to be other releases coming out that will make that release less investable and not the number one card to have for that particular player. That happens with basketball and football all the time. It doesn't happen as much in baseball because we know the Bowman Chrome first autos are the ones to go after. Even still, like when draft comes out for baseball, a lot of times there's a couple years before these guys get called up. And so you're going to have like a full year go by for their prices to drop. And then maybe another year before they get the call up. So in that situation, we're like, don't buy that new release. But now we're looking at a situation with singles of guys like Drake may Shadur Sanders, Marvin Harrison jr. That could be top. We don't know about Shadur, but Drake may and Marvin Harrison jr. Are guys that should be like top picks in the 2024 NFL draft. So now you're looking at a situation where you have a long runway, but it's short enough 
to say, go buy their singles now because you need to get them now because they're probably still going to go up all the way until they get drafted. They're probably not going to start going down until their pro releases come out. And there's going to be so much hype around these guys to drive up their prices. And if you buy them now, you have time to get them graded at PSA. So that's that's the formula for why I'm buying them now. So I've bought Shadur base autos out of that release, uh, Bowman Chrome first base autos for under $200. I've bought Drake May refractor autos, two of them, for around $160. Those refractors are numbered to $499. I don't think they had that last year with Caleb Williams. I could be wrong. But now you've got in this release, you've got the refractor autos numbered to $499. I got Marvin Harrison Jr. base autos for around $150 to $170. A Marvin Harrison Jr. out of 75 yellow auto for $260. Um, and then I don't think Travis Hunter is going to be uh, going pro until 2025 at the earliest, but I've bought, I've been scooping up Travis Hunter refractor autos out of 499 for around $120. I think this guy, hopefully going into the 2025 NFL draft, could be like a top five pick or the number one overall pick. I don't know, but that's why I'm buying them. I think that we've got that. Uh, again, these are not like... And, and Connor's brought this point up a lot and just kind of learning about uh, getting into flipping sports cards in 2023. These are not performance-based markers on the field that I'm looking to sell them at. These are off-the-field performance markers. These are, when are they going to get drafted into the NFL? And that's why I'm buying these guys. Okay, so that's who I'm buying. Now, um, who you should buy so Joe Burrow's 2020 Prism Base PSA 10, I sent out a buy alert because, because the Bengals were on buy this week. B-Y-E, buy. But I sent out a B-U-Y alert for those of you who texted sports cards to 1-833-992-5727. So you can text sports cards to 1-833-992-5727. The buy alert text that I sent out yesterday had a direct link into the eBay auctions to get Joe Burrow's 2020 Prism Base PSA 10, which is down significantly about 30 to 40%. I think I put 40% in the text alert, but it's going for about $160 right now. That card is typically a $220 card safely. Um, a 200, sometimes it's even a $350 card, depending on the time of year, depending on, uh, Burroughs performance markers in the playoffs, things like that. But we've had two full calendar years now where that card has sold for around $200 at points in time. And then for around $400 at other points in time. So now you're looking at getting it for around $160. That's why I sent out the buy alert. I think that's a buy. Justin Fields 2021 Prism Silver PSA 10 is down 43% over the last 60 days. That could be a $600 card. It, its last sale was yesterday for $300. So that's another buy alert, another card to buy. So that's pop 333. The burrow is, is pop uh, 6,700. So you should be able to get, hopefully get those cards. Jalen Hurts 2020 Optic Hollow. PSA 10, this was a card that Chad Lefty and I talked a lot about in the offseason. 
That's a pop 1400 card in PSA 10. That's down 30% over the last 90 days. Uh, that sold uh, yesterday for $263. That's a, a $350 card potentially. Um, Shohei Otani is down 46% over the last 90 days. So we talk about going where they ain't. That's a big sports card strategy of mine, going where they ain't. I think you go where they ain't. You go to Shohei Otani. You go to Joe Burrow on a bye week. You go to Justin Fields while he's injured. You're seeing what I'm doing here. Shohei Otani cards over the last 90 days, over uh, 109 cards with sales, down 46%. So talking about some specific cards, Connor's going to have all of these at nooffseason.com today. So don't worry about that. Connor's going to have all of them at nooffseason.com today. You're going to be able to read the article, click on the links to buy them all on eBay, all that good stuff. But if you want to talk about specific cards, his uh, Pop 6700 PSA 10 base pitching is down 63%. You've got his Tops Update rookie debut in PSA 10. Pop 6600 is down 65%. Why is the pop count relevant? It's because I don't want to give you cards that you're not going to be able to go find, right? I'm not doing my job well if I'm giving you cards that you're not going to be able to go find. Anyone can be like, oh, you should buy this card. You should buy that card. Well, if you can't go find it, that's not valuable to you. So we're trying to do a little bit of everything here with high-end cards that you can buy that we think are valuable, mid-level cards that we think are that you can find and buy that are valuable, cards that are available to buy for a particular price are valuable to you. So those are my buys of the week. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to Lefty for his for his buys and any comments that he might that he might have on any of that no i like a lot of the stuff that you said um i i I, i've tried to go by um i've tried to be really uh, granular about my joe burrow buys because i love joe burrow so i could literally just drop stupid money on him and i really need to be smart money um and so i've just gone on and and you know capped myself at around 160 and i haven't been able to snipe one yet so um you know they're out there but stay vigilant. <laughs> and so, um, another buy that, so this is a buy for me personally, you know, as we go into the NBA season, there is always at least one guy that I see a lot of, um, I guess like there could be a lot, a, a large plus value in a particular player. Last year, I, I took a flyer on Zion Williamson's prism T, uh, PSA 10. Um, that hasn't played out for me the way I wanted it to. And uh, the year before that, I believe I did Maxi, and that did play the way that it wanted to. And then I've continued to play Maxi. Um, he's one of those guys that if I just had to be a one car, one athlete guy, Maxi would be a guy that I would buy and sell, you know, until uh, for forever. But my guy this year is a little bit different, and there's here's there's some reasons why. I'm taking some flyers on the newest Raptors point guard, Dennis Schroeder. He is definitely later in his career, definitely been around the block, and so this isn't like the same kind of a play with a Bowman first where you're waiting for a call-up. But he has, uh, he's he's a guy that denied a big contract, uh, like bet on himself. It did not work out. Now he's back with the Toronto Raptors having full first-team uh, first point guard status as Fred Van Fleet leaves and goes to the Rockets. Um, Dennis Schroeder is now has plenty of time and destroyed destroyed in FIBA. You know, like we saw him go off in FIBA. 
And so the guy still plays an incredible uh, version of basketball as a um, he did well on the Hawks. He did well with the Thunder. We've seen him play well with teams like the Lakers. But um, I think Dennis Schroeder is going to have an incredibly good year this year and his autos um, are, are fairly cheap. And I'm willing to uh, to sprinkle a little bit on it. I think uh, Joey likes it. He says, great call. I think he's referring to that. Connor, what do you think about Dennis Sh- Sh- it's Sh- Schroeder? Schroeder. Yeah, Schroeder. Schroeder, yeah. What do you think uh, about Dennis Schroeder? I think the Raptors are a team that, that could fit uh, fit the bill of someone that takes the midseason tournament very seriously. Um, they've got enough young guys uh, with few enough miles for them to potentially um, – be playing all their guys at, at high minutes, trying to be competitive during that midseason tournament. Um, and I think for a lot of the teams that don't really feel like they're finals contenders, that's where we're going to see them go super hard because that's that's where they have a chance to win something during the year. So uh, I think it's a good call, Lefty. I don't know how many markers that's in that in that market and at this point in his career that he'll have outside of that midseason tournament, um, but I think that could be a pretty good one for him. So. Yeah, I was gonna ask like, what's the marker to sell Dennis Schroeder? And it could be like a, it could be a big game. He can score. It could be a big game in the in season tournament. Um, what I'm thinking though, where where he fits in for me is, if you find his cards in a value box, like serial numbered, maybe things like that, he strikes me as as a player that dealers and breakers and people who have a lot of cards like Chad have maybe thrown into a value box throughout the years. And they're not going to go back digging for their Dennis Schroeder cards in a value box. So if you're at a card show or a card shop and you find like a serial numbered Dennis Schroeder or an auto or something like that, and then you, and then you list it on eBay at like a buy it now or best offer. This is a Lonnie Conley move. So Lonnie Conley does this all the time. I know a lot of people in the audience do this all the time too. That's where I think like you could make money on a Dennis Schroeder because then if you if you find him somewhere and then you put him to the worldwide audience because he's German. So to your point about FIBA, I like that. This is a guy who could play for Germany for a long time and could have moments and then German collectors, you know, people that that have an affinity for Dennis Schroeder for for different reasons. I think uh, he could be a good he could be an interesting play. So I like that you brought that one up. Lefty, you got anything else for buys, or should we kick it over to the dock? No, I mean, just continue to buy uh, baseball prospects. It's it's incredible baseball prospecting season, and we have our list up and updated on uh, nooffseason.com. Yeah, absolutely. So go to nooffseason.com, click on the baseball card rankings. Lefty McKee puts a lot of time and effort into making sure that we have the right people and the right cards for you to to buy there and Connor uh, make sure that the, those eBay links are working for you guys to just click on them on our website and buy them. So Dr. Crack, what do you, who are you buying and what do you recommend that the audience buys? Um, so my buys this last week are what I recommend as well. Uh, this last week, all of my buys were baseball related buys. Uh, they were around Jackson holiday, Jackson Cheerio and James Wood. Um, it got me thinking that, I ran into some I ran into some things that I thought needed to be shared with the audience. Uh, so I decided to write uh, some articles based on the findings that I'm finding because some of them were pretty interesting. Um, so I started a series uh, where I am going to write articles about the top 10 
players on our baseball card rankings. So I am writing an article for each of the top 10 in my journey. You're going to come along with me um, because as I've said before, my plan is I want to have 20 um, Bowman Chrome firsts of different parallels, autos, whatever. I want to have 20 of each player in our top 10 by spring training. Um, so that's 200 cards that I want to accumulate. My initial plan was that I was going to do all of them in buy raw grade in bulk. Um, and I quickly found, especially with James Wood, which I just, I think Connor, did that article drop today or yesterday, today, maybe? Uh, it should be going up today. Today. Um, so read that article. I found some very interesting things with James Wood um, to where the buy in bulk and grade in bulk doesn't always work. So read these articles, pick out what works for you guys um, and make sure that you follow the advice uh, in these articles because um, you could actually cost yourself money buying and grading in bulk of the top prospects if you get the wrong card. So Paul's right cards uh, is one of the three things he needs. Um, make sure that you're reading these articles so you don't make a huge mistake. Um, I almost made the mistake and uh, I saw it since corrected. So I, I bought a bunch of pre-graded PSA 10s of Jackson Churio and James Wood this last week. Love it. Love it. Chad's putting out great content at nooffseason.com, so be sure to check all of that out. We've got a little section on the homepage called Dr. Crack's Corner. You can get the top four most recent Dr. Crack articles every week, so get pumped for that. And, um, yeah, like like the joke on the Overflow show is that Chad and I like to duke it out over buy it now versus 10-day auctions, and I think there could be another one brewing where we duke it out over, like, do you spend... 200 to 500 dollars all in on on a bulk submission for a player on their base bowman chrome first or do you just put all that money towards one auto or one auto psa 10 or something like that um i, I think that if you're getting the right player and you're careful and, and you're strategic about it like what chad's saying um you they're probably both wins but they're just different kind of wins and a lot a lot different things go into each one so so I think Chad's going to hit on some of that in his article. Excited to, to see what that's all about. And um, Tim Larson says it's pronounced Schroeder. So Tim, just put that on my tab. Just like all the all the rides, all of Lefty's meals that you bought, whatever, all that stuff from the National and the, the correction on the pronunciation of Dennis Schroeder. Just put that on my tab. And seriously, if you do want to let us into your booth at the 2024 national in Cleveland. Like we will bring the value back and Tim all joking aside, like he'll vouch for us on that. So let us know if you've got a booth at the 2024 national and you want sports card strategy to show up with you and, and really uh, help you bring people in and have some fun and help you out. Email me at Paul at no We've got some big things planned with Grabos for the 2024 national in Cleveland, potentially a golf outing. Uh, all right. So, Crack, who are you selling, man? Um, well, I'm selling baseball as well. So Trey Turner, Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper, Jordan Alvarez, Corbin Carroll, Evan Carter. Um, basically fill in the blank. If they're still in the playoffs, sell. Um, 
now is the time. The peak is here. If you've held them this long, congratulations. You have more patience than me. Um, capitalize on it now. Get rid of them. All right. Love it. Yeah, I think I think that playoff baseball stuff, you got that that's the time, right? Um and Connor Barnett is like absolutely wanting to to uh go toe to toe with Tim Larson here because he says for sure it's definitely pronounced Schroeder. So there you go, Tim. Just settle down, Tim Larson. We love you, but just settle down on the, you're so confident that it's pronounced Schroeder. Come on, buddy. I think some of that also could be uh that he is an international player, like there's technically a different spelling for his name too. You can spell his name yeah. in different ways uh, with uh, Tim's also from, that we do not use. Tim Tim also is from Iowa. He kind of he kind of talks weird. So sorry. <laughs> sure. uh, all right, Tim, we love you. You know we're just messing with you in front of in front of the world. Lefty, who are you selling, man? Well, I think we can go back to what we were talking about earlier by saying if you want to capitalize on some of your investments you made on Geo Reyna, then that's an appropriate time to sell. I have, for full transparency, I am probably one of the largest percentages of my portfolio in our whole audience, and the four of us is on Geo Reyna. So I might, uh, I might capitalize a little bit on some of the stuff that's of recent not selling my big stuff but just getting some money back so i can put it back into baseball so all right all right so i got a lot to say about the cells and i'm interested to your guys take before we before we get to the audience q a and some some great audience comments here that connor's going to walk us through so i do we do full transparency here all the time and i'm selling my Wemby psa 10s like uh I do think that those, so these are the tops now, card 472, where he's throwing out the first pitch at the at Yankee Stadium before the NBA draft. And then tops released another tops now the next day that we, that lefty Chad and I bought into, where he's, it's the first pick. It says first pick and it has the RC shield on it. It's really cool. And he's in a suit. Um, we got, I got like mostly PSA 10s back from PSA. Now's the time I'm selling them. I think this is the right card because he really, this is his current, other than the Panini Instant that we all just bought, like none of those are graded yet because we all just got them from Panini that we talked about at the top of the show. So these are, car, these are the right Wemby cards because they're the only real PSA 10s that are out there that are like the current ones, except for like the national VIP like silver pack VIP short print ones where he's in his Spurs uniform. Those are sweet, but those are like more thousand, $2,000 cards. These are more 50 to a hundred dollar cards. I'm selling all of them right now. I think it's the right card, the right player for sure. Wemby in the right time to sell because there's going to be more Wemby cards coming out that are going to devalue. There already are more Wemby cards coming out that are going to devalue these cards. So full transparency there. I'm selling them. These are also the cards that lefty and I are selling on our live stream on whatnot on, on Wednesday night to celebrate Wemby's debut. So we're going to sell them for like the right market price. They're like, you're not, no one's going to overpay for these Wemby's that, that we're selling on whatnot. It's more for having fun on whatnot get. And that's why we're going to give away a lot of the free stuff when you come on whatnot with us. So whatnot.sportscardstrategy.com to check that out. So other guys that I think you probably could sell right now, if you've been holding them, Julio Jones is one Julio Jones is, is active. Although he didn't really get any reps last night for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And he's not really going to do anything, but he's active for the Eagles. And because of that, 
Um, he's going to be in the, he's been in the news. I don't know how much he's going to be in the news, but there were like trivia questions on ESPN. Who's the active reception leader now? Julio Jones, like all that stuff. Cause now he's active, uh, for the Eagles. So, um, he's up. I mean, he's his, his tops, his 2011 tops Chrome cards are not going to break the bank for you, but they're all up by like 50 to 80%. And so if you're piecing Julio Jones, you can, fade this message but if you want to sell julio jones and you have him i think now would be a good time we talked about geo reyna i'm not going to hit too much more on that i think travis etn is a, a player after you know he when you look at running backs and you look at guys who have scored multiple touchdowns over the last several weeks in the nfl i think it's a great time to look at selling that running back because the pattern recognition will say that that running back's about to get injured um, I love Travis Etienne, but I think you could sell him and you could easily buy back in. So I think uh, he's a sell. I think you could sell Lamar Jackson. So if you're if you're looking at the data all the time like I am on market movers, use the promo code no offseason to get 20%. You're seeing Lamar Jackson in his base 2018 Donruss base PSA 10, his 2018 optic base PSA 10, and his 2018 Prism. Uh, raw PSA or prism base raw, not PSA 10, but raw, they're all up between 17 and 34%, depending on the card. They're all selling yesterday for between 17 and 34% more than they were previously. And so I think selling Lamar Jackson after his big performance as a Lamar Jackson dynasty league owner, I am frustrated as hell by him consistently. So when he puts up a almost 40 point fantasy game, I'd get rid of his cards. That's just how I feel about Lamar Jackson. Um, I would also look at selling Mac Jones. I want to give, uh, Lefty some credit for his Gardner Minshew call a few weeks ago. I would sell the hell out of Gardner Minshew right now uh, after his little two rushing touchdown shimmy shake weirdness over the weekend. His 2019 optic base PSA 10 is up 35%. Not going to get you much more than $19, but I would take my $19 from Gardner Minshew right now. Um, and then my final thought on selling would be, I know Tim Duncan is sort of, not a hop, not necessarily hot in the hobby. However, I think we could all agree that Tim Duncan is one of the best NBA players of all time. And sports card investor just tweeted an announcement last week about Tim Duncan signing an exclusive deal with Panini for autographs. Oh Lord. I think that when I know, but I think that when you've got a retired player, and you've been holding their cards. There's not many markers for a guy like Tim Duncan that I see. But when the, we talk about when when people get in the news, it does help their eBay searches, which helps their watch list ads, which helps their views and their bids. And so I know there's probably not a lot of people looking to sell Tim Duncan because he's more of a PC guy or a longer term investment. But if you've been holding Tim Duncan cards and you want to move into other things, he probably falls in the category of just look and see if his prices are up on the cards that you own. And maybe if you're looking to move him, if you're looking to move out of him, maybe move him. So that's all I got for selling. And we can now move into, we can move it over to Connor for the audience uh, comments and QA. Yeah, we got some good stuff in here. I'm going to start off, uh, Chad. I know you have to head out in just a little bit, so I'm going to start off with a couple questions for you. 
Uh, from Joey, question for Chad. Can off-center autos uh, have any effect on the actual car grade? And I'm going to double up on that question. Um, they also wondered, uh, does water damage count as a possible altered result if submitted to PSA? They scored a binder of vintage at a garage sale uh, that looks like it was soaked in the tub. A uh, couple of good questions. Um, the off-centered autos, if it's a sticker auto, will not affect the grade of the card. If you are grading the card itself, it will affect the auto grade. So um, we don't, or I don't recommend um, we don't. grading card and autos. Um, I just get the card, uh, unless you're sure it's a 10-10 um, it doesn't add a ton of value getting the grade for the auto. Uh, it's maybe a 10% bump if you get the 10-10. So I just get the card graded. Um, but the off-center auto, if you're just doing the card itself, will not affect the grade. Um, as far as water damage, yeah, water damage definitely affects the, the grade of the card. Um, there is a trick for this, though, if it is true vintage and if it is a paper card, not a chromium card, you can actually submerge the cards in water and take a dish of water about a quarter inch uh, deep, submerge the card in water, get it completely submerged so that it soaks, soak it in there for a couple of minutes. Be careful pulling it out because the cardboard will become soft and could tear. And then if you take um, some sponges and keep replacing the sponges for about 24 hours and put like something heavy on both sides and every hour or two replace the sponges. The sponges will pull the water out and it'll take the water damage from the card. And if it had watermarks, generally the watermarks disappear. The sponges will remove it evenly. So um, that's something you can try if they are paper cards. Wow. That it, yes, 100%. That answer is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. That is just a bank yeah, I mean, full of knowledge. That's uh, that's phenomenal. Yeah, Joey Joey says the answer is terrifying. I'm terrified. I'm definitely terrified. So um, I, don't know, I don't know if I'd have the balls to do that. I'll be honest. I'm actually, I've actually got one this morning uh, on my kitchen table right now. Uh, I've got a 1956 Hank Aaron that uh, I found um, and it was water damaged. And the guy was like, uh, it's, you know, he's like, it has no value. It's water damaged. I said, I think I can save that card. So um, I, I've been all weekend working on restoring that card. Uh, I will show pictures when I'm done. Um, it was pretty badly water damaged, but uh, this morning it's looking pretty good. Changed the sponges out before I came uh, here this morning. So, Bonus for you, Chad, if you can uh, document that for Sports Card School, sportscardschool.com. Yeah, absolutely. I, I figured, you know, Kurt's Card Care does something similar to that as well. But, uh, um, yeah, we can take – I can find purposely find a card um, that has wrinkles or has some – water damage and we'll we'll document and i'll show how to restore some of that stuff uh that'll be that'll be good content Heck joey's yeah. having bath time with oj simpson i never thought that would be something that would be said on uh no off season uh let's stick with joey's questions here uh he's got one <laughs> more for us to answer uh Connor's like enough of that 
Need a lesson on the buying slash selling tax implications. Uh, Paul, I'm going to have this one for you. I think most of you guys have LLCs, but for individuals, they don't know if eBay does a 1099. Joey, I can almost assure you that this will be a portion of the sports card strategy school. Uh, but Paul, what you got for him real quick? Yeah, so there's a lot to unpack here. It's a great question. I think on the, and it will be in sports card school. Thank you, Joey. Um, so... What I can tell you is that, yes, I do have an LLC. I have an LLC for many reasons other than just the tax implications with sports cards. But what I'll use the LLC for with sports cards is a few different things. The most significant thing is on the buying side. I've talked recently on recent episodes about eBay's ability to have you upload a reseller certificate from your state and then they will approve, hopefully approve you for uh, being sales tax exempt when you're buying. That is huge because in Tennessee, you have to spend $300 a year to file an LLC. So for $300 a year, I get to then go buy Jackson Holiday Autos. These All the cards that I mentioned in, in what I'm buying, those are all several hundred dollar cards. Tennessee sales tax is 10%. So that adds up very quickly. Having removed that sales tax for me has been huge. Um, also on the buying side, um, my CPA has advised me that basically you are a card shop. So basically what that means is when you're buying inventory, that that is like a cost of the goods that you're selling that you then get to uh, have as a cost against, against your, you know, a, a business expense, if you will. And so, uh, hope, you know, at the risk of the IRS listening into this show, uh, yeah, like that's, that's part of my tax return is my, my cost in the sports card business, um, with the inventory for my store. Right. So that's at the advice of my CPA. Um, and then in terms of selling implications, yeah, like I'm filing my tax return with my gains from sports cards. So I get to I get to count my inventory as a business expense because I am also I am also counting that as as income on my on my tax return as well. So when I sell cards, that then gets counted as income for the sports cards business. And you will get, it's not going to be a 1099. It's a different form number, but any, but eBay changed the, the, or sorry, the federal government changed the laws. eBay didn't change the laws, but the federal government changed the laws so that eBay and other, other entities like eBay, other marketplaces that are filing correctly with the IRS will send you a form number. I don't know the form number, but they will send you a form that you then are expected to download and file with your taxes. If you make over $600 selling sports cards, it used to be much higher than that. So that was the big ruckus in the sports card industry a couple of years ago. It was like, it used to be 10,000 or 20,000 and now it's 600. Um, so anything over $600 that you sell, um, you will get that, that form, which then requires you to file that. So because that happens, then you're more incentivized to go count those expenses uh, when you're buying things. So grading expenses, um, all the fees related to any, any like com C or PWCC, any of that, like keep track of all of that and, and deduct those as business expenses. So I don't know if you guys had anything to add, but there'll be more on that at sports card school. 
Guys, an answer like that is exactly why you're here this morning. Tons of value there. Like Paul's saying, Sports Card School will be coming soon. Uh, and that's just a quick little snippet of the type of value you guys can expect uh, from Paul and the team there. Uh, we're going to be working you, hard to get you guys pumped out on that. If you go to your seller's hub in eBay and you scroll over to um, – uh, hold on. My computer's loading. My Wi-Fi went down this morning, so uh, yeah, Lefty's on the right track with this. So you, I think he's you can get the form, right? Is that where you're going? Like you can, yes. you can go into your seller hub and like see where you're at yeah. and get the form. Yeah, and you go over to payments and you go down to taxes and it's a 1099k is what it is. Yeah, yeah. thank you. 1099k, baby. Let's keep it rolling, Chad. One more for you real quick uh, before you need to head out. Uh, good morning to Barry Sip. I believe I'm pronouncing the last name correctly. If I'm not, I apologize. First time viewing. Love to have you in here, Barry. Um, wants to submit uh, 10 to 15 vintage cards for grading today. What's the best vintage alternative to PSA? Uh, that's an easy one. Uh, I see somebody in the comments uh, already gave him some good advice. But if you're doing vintage and you don't want to wait for the return on... Um, PSA SGC is a very close second, uh, SGC on vintage is, you know, a, most vintage SGC sells for just a little bit less the, the gap isn't as great, uh, on vintage from SGC and PSA. They, they don't, SGC typically does not get the same values at PSA, even in vintage, but it's a whole lot closer and their you know twelve day fifteen day turnaround time is uh, is pretty spectacular. So, Barry, uh, feel free to send to SGC, um, and you'll do just fine. Good stuff there. Thank and, you so much. On, on that note, I do have to run for work. So have a great week, everybody. Thanks, Chad. Good work. And um, Connor, real quick, uh, Jerry Wise made a good point to my earlier answer about taxes. He says deductions include shipping, mileage, phone, internet, mortgage allocations. I mean, that can be true for any business, but I think the shipping, so like anytime you, sh like all those shipping costs uh, are ones that we might not be thinking about, but they'll add up if you're selling a lot of cards. So I agree with that. To keep it rolling, uh, we're going to round off with some basketball stuff. But before we do, Fly Heat Cards uh, has a question for PSA stuff. Lefty, this one's going to be for you. Um, with PSA's current status, uh, how long would you guys say the turnaround is, I assume, is what they're asking here? I would assume uh, two to three months. 90 days is typically the, the period of time where I get my cards back. Thank you, Lefty. Uh, Paul, let's talk Trey Young real quick. Uh, Shane Graham says, could Trey Young be a buy? His stuff is so cheap compared to Luca, and there are rumblings he could be traded this year. Before you jump into this, I don't like using Luca Doncic as a comp to Trey Young in the basketball world, non-sports card world, and then I think in the sports card world are two different realms. Uh, that's just my two cents on it. But Paul, what do you think in terms of Trey Young and, and using Luca as a comp there? Yeah, I don't think you use Luca as a comp to Trey Young either. I agree with you. I think because they were in the same draft, weren't they kind of traded? They were for traded each for each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's why it's easy to go there. So it's not a horrible thought, Shane, but, um, and it's not a horrible thought to think that Trey could be a buy. I agree with Connor. They're not, you shouldn't really comp them to one another in either world, but yeah. So to answer your question, Trey could be a buy. I think um, he's 
So Lefty and I talk about, and I want to do a better job clarifying this at nooffseason.com for premium members, like in their in their account somewhere, where, where like people can kind of track their portfolio segments. Like Lefty and I talk about like risk or flyer being kind of the same thing, hero or like mid-range kind of being the same thing, and then like goat or like safe investment being the same thing. To me, Trey like sort of used to be a hero slash mid range. Now I think he's like a risky flyer just because I just, I think he'll have some moments, but I think that is, he's more comps to me to like a Anthony Simons or somebody like that, where it's like he has the, even though he's Trey young and he's had the moment, he's like had the moments already. And he's, he's kind of like had his hobby crescendo already. So to go back to the Trey young, well feels like, yes, he could, his he could rise in value and he could like have amazing games and things like that. I think for Trey Young, for you to really realize true upside to Trey Young, I think the Hawks would have to make a deep playoff run, and I just don't see that happening. So I th- I mean I'm fading Trey Young for that reason. But could you buy his his cards and make some money off of them? Yes. I just don't think he's gonna have the upside of some of the other players. Yeah, I think best case scenario he becomes uh, Lillard. And Lillard's cards don't fly off the shelf, you know, because look at the guys that I mean, he could be somewhere in between Lillard and Russell Westbrook, you know, if he if he is at the peak of his game in terms of his card collecting, you know, neither one of those guys are heavily um, moved in the hobby, you know, like. It's just not a guy. That's a great. That's a great call, actually. I I think I think that's a great comp, and I think like. The, the Reggie Miller moments that he had at Madison Square Garden, like I think those were his those were his moments. I think those were his markers. I think his markers are were past his markers. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I'm I mean, if he moves teams, then this whole question, yeah, sure. this whole debate is is different. Yeah, you know, but Atlanta just is not a team that's that's marketed well. So yeah, yeah he, could, he could be traded. So if that's the case, then that that, that would be the marker, right? Sorry, Connor. No, you're fine. Uh, that's a great point there, Lefty, in terms of comping him to Dame. And let's think about what it did take for Dame's card values to rise. Like people were holding him for such an extended period of time, and the trade was the only thing that really did it for him. Um, if Trey Young is traded, obviously, you know, you could see similar spikes to Dame. But if you're someone that's not looking to sell upon the trade and wants a bigger marker, and Trey Young's traded to a contender, we haven't seen him play like good team sharing basketball. Ever. Let's go all the way back to college. Like such a high usage player. Um, I just don't even know how well he'd fit in with a contender there. So uh, I'm with yeah. I'm with Lefty and Paul. I think you got to fade him for now. But uh, if he does get moved, obviously, and you're currently holding him, you'll have that marker uh, to hopefully right. not lose any money there. Um, I mean, people wanted to compare him to Steph when he was coming in, and that's just not going to happen. It's not close. It's not close. Uh, speaking of college basketball, uh, Janelle Shu. Thinking of scooping up some 2023 B-Ball Bowman U autos before the season. They're a Duke fan. Thank you, Janelle. Uh, wondering if buying college basketball players now is a good play. Um, Paul, I'll let you get on this one. And then left, if you have anything to add, you can roll with it. Yeah, Janelle, great question. Uh, hopefully you're you're listening back to this on the podcast apps or you came back to YouTube because I think you had to bounce from the live chat. But Good, valuable question for the entire audience here. So, Matthias Buzilis, or so, I think, is 
the guy who's like projected maybe to be the number one overall pick in 2024 or something like that um, is not Victor Wembanyama. Whoever is going to be the number one pick in, in 2024 is not Victor Wembanyama. Um, and I'm not even talking about from a playing standpoint. I'm talking about from a hype standpoint. So I think if the marker is when I go into this and I think, which, who am I going to buy college guys that I'm going to buy? I'm thinking always what's the marker to sell. And to me, it's the NBA draft for these guys because I'm not good. I'm horrible at predicting the outcomes of games. I don't know. I can't even predict. Like if you were to ask me who's going to uh, be in the Super Bowl this year or who's even going to make it to the conference championship in football, as much as I follow football, I am horrible at predicting that. And I'm the same with the NCAA and the NCAA tournament. So my marker is going to be the NBA draft. I don't see, unless Connor can come in and, and course correct me here, I don't see a player projecting to the 2024 NBA draft anywhere close to a Wembenyama or a Scoot Henderson. So I don't, I'm not going to buy anything from this release. And the Bazilis autos, uh, he has a Bowman Chrome first autos, they're way too expensive. So he might not be the the guy that that Connor's thinking of as the as the top five pick, but I did see his name floated around out there. So he's not in college; he's a he's he's a European player. But um, those European players are also in the Bowman U Chrome release, um, so they fall into the the question for me. Connor, I don't know. Is there are there any college players that we should be targeting? I don't I don't see it, but maybe well, I'm just not as educated in college hoops. I think that uh, next year's class will have a lot more guys because we have a lot of kids of former players, Carmelo Anthony and, and similar guys like that. Their kids will be coming up, which makes me go back to USC has Bronny James now. Uh, that could be similar to like an Arch Manning play. Um, I know Bronny wasn't necessarily touted as highly as Arch Manning was coming into the college football scene, uh, entering the college basketball scene. Um, but if we're looking for hype markers, like as soon as Bronny James does anything over there. I don't know if we have confirmation that he's in Bowman U this year, but um, I mean, he's going to be all over sports center, all over social media everywhere. So you got to think, um, especially for someone that plays basketball the right way. That's something I really like about Bronny's game. If he is included in that, that's like the only guy I'd be looking at right now, just for the, the amount of hype that's going to be surrounding the whole James family when he does literally anything. I totally agree with the Bronny James call. And, and I love, I love the idea of like buying the, uh, the sons in this case, I mean, or, I mean, or daughters, because technically the females are in that as well, like Caitlin Clark's in it and everything. But like the sons or daughters of uh, NBA players, in this case, sons with like Carmelo Anthony and Bronny James. But like um, Bronny James uh, was supposed to be Connor and I were researching this. He's supposed to be in Topps Chrome McDonald's All-American release with autos. And I don't think those have come out yet. Um, there's. I think he's supposed to be in like in the 2023. But wait a minute. Here's one on eBay. Bronny James rookie card 2023 McDonald's All-American field. But I think that might be a one-off card, not from that top. Yeah, that's I don't that's not the tops release. Can so, I can I plant my first flag here? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of next year's uh class, Cooper Flag. He's Let's a six, go. Six, I was just eight combo guard out of Newport, Maine, who I think will be a lottery pick after the first year. Uh, he's bouncy. 
he plays smart. He plays great defense. He can shoot the ball. He's like a full-time package guy. He kind of reminds me of like a, a more slightly more mobile Chet uh, that's a little bit quicker and and can kind of slide down almost to the two at the pro level, I think, once he gets there. I'm planting my flag on him now. He's going to be a great investment next year. Um, he just reclassified, I believe, this year to make him eligible for college next year. So Cooper Flag. It's going to be my first flag plant, no pun intended, on the Sports Car Strategy Show. I was All right. that I was going to bring him up. I'm glad. Is he Duke? He is not committed yet, but Duke just gave him their pitch, so I'm hoping I'm hoping he rolls with Duke. Okay, so okay, so uh he does not have cards other than like fake homemade cards yet, but that could be interesting. Just wait, Cooper wait flag. till he gets them. Okay. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I'm in on I'm in on flag as well. I'm also in on Justin Edwards for what it's worth. Who's Justin Edwards? Elaborate. Uh, he's probably top five pick from Kentucky, left-handed Kentucky. bouncy. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, who's Carmelo Anthony's son? Uh, his name is. I want to say it's pronounced uh, either Kian or Kyan. Um, I th- I think he's a senior. Yeah, spelled A I Y A N. Yeah, and I also think he's like a top fifteen player in his position in the country right now. Could this is all relevant. This is all what we talk about doing. Um, this, this is the pattern that we've been following with everything we've been talking about on the show. Victor Wimbanyama, Caleb Williams, Shadur Sanders, Marvin Harrison Jr. This is the pattern. So this, the Bronny, the, the Anthony, the Cooper flag, uh, the guy lefty just mentioned from Kentucky Edwards. Um, this is the pattern. So stay in it people. And speaking of, um, pronunciations, I do maybe, oh, Tim Larson, an apology? Maybe not. Not sure. But Chad came in and said, according to Google, the American way to pronounce Dennis Schroeder is Schroeder, as Connor said. But the European pronunciation is actually Schroeder. I really don't I really don't care anymore. But I just wanted to tell Tim <laughs> that I'm sorry, Tim. I love you. Cooper Flag. Filipowski is the guy that, that Janelle was asking about from Duke. Connor, what just real quick for for Janelle. Filipowski. What's, what, I don't know his, about investing in him. He's a, more of a guy to me that fits the college, the college, like it, just looking at Duke big, big men over the years. I don't know that hold get drafted high enough or do anything really outside of college hype. And I don't know how well the college hype will move anything that he's printed on. Uh, but a, one, one guy to look at for Duke this year is incoming freshman, Jared McCain. Um, he's a social media star and people just flock to him. Uh, I think he's going to be a really, really solid guard right out of the gate in college basketball. So Jared McCain maybe could be a good one for this year. Yeah, uh, Janelle, I, he's not even the best Duke player. So no. um, I'd stay with I do him. like him, though. All right. Great show today, guys. Thanks to the audience for bringing it strong. We appreciate you. If you're listening on Apple and Spotify, hit me up on Instagram at SportsCardStrategy or the Discord. Go to SportsCardStrategy.com, join the Discord, and drop a comment below on YouTube. We would love some support on our YouTube channel, so YouTube.com slash Paul Hickey. We'd love it if you uh, subscribe. Subscribe to the channel. we got to get more channel subscribers, everybody. we got a strong podcast audience, strong YouTube audience. We're grateful for all of you. Lefty, do you have anything to add for today's show, man? Yeah, 2025 class, things I'm most excited about, the Boozer brothers. Uh, okay, Carlos, Carlos, Bru- Carlos Boozer's twin uh, twin sons. 
great call. And they are probably already also going to go to Duke, I would imagine. They have actually uh, been uh, recruited to Kentucky as well. So they're going to be twins that are top, probably top 10 picks, both of them. So, Wow. I liked Carlos Boozer's game a lot. These kids are good too. I can't, imagine they, I can't imagine they don't go to Duke and follow their dad's legacy. Can't imagine. Hopefully they'll go to Michigan State. It's a much better school. Connor, Dude, do you think a, a kid from my high school is at Michigan State right now? Nope. I'm just excited for the basketball season, and I hope that lefties, uh, Rangers can pull out the series. And uh, I'm Come happy on. to be here with you all, and thanks for everyone for tuning in. Get a free 30-day trial right now at nooffseason.com. And if you're already a member, stay subscribed, everybody, because there's a lot more benefits coming. All right, Sonia, take us home. Thank you for listening to the Sports Card Strategy Show brought to you by nooffseason.com. Don't forget to get your cell alerts by texting Sports Cards to 1-833-992-5727. Follow us on Instagram at Sports Card Strategy. And if you feel like the show is valuable to your sports card investment strategy, we would love a review. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the show. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.